Hi, my name's Paul Kennedy, and I'm a sport reporter for the ABC, and when I'm not listening to the ABC, I listen to Radio Caram. Tune in and enjoy. Estimate the power of the dark side. If you will not fight, then you will meet your destiny. Dobby has no master. Dobby is a free elf. And Dobby has come to save Harry Potter and his friends. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh... Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, too. <laughs> it is indeed, girls, on... Film here on Radio Caram. Local people, local stories. Good afternoon, Kim. Good afternoon, Karenza. Gee, it's been a while. We haven't been here for um, about a month. Yeah, we've had a winter break, haven't we? Uh, slightly enforced, let me think. It was uh, the flu, COVID and the Cowboys, I think, are the reasons, the three reasons why we've not been here. But we have got a banger of a show lined up today. Absolutely, we've got three good movies and a TV series to to look at. That's right. So we're gonna we've been and checked out actually some awesome movies. So we've got where the crawdads sing, which I was really looking forward to seeing that one. Yep, that was great. Elvis, which is was fabulous. Yeah, I like. Um, I'm a fan of a good epic biopic. Elvis, um, Juniper as well, which is an independent film in the you know the the sort of palace indie cinema scene. So it's a really interesting one. Yeah, we went along to the kino for that one, didn't we? In the city, indeed. So it was good. And then we're going to check out uh, the Umbrella Academy on Netflix, which is a, a great series and uh, highly recommended. So, what do we got up first, Karenza? Well, we're going to talk about where the Craw Dads sing today, kicking us off. But first of all. If you uh, you know you want to interact with us today, you can text us on oh four nine three two one three eight three one. Girls on film. Let's kick off with uh, where the crawdads sing. We're bringing you the movies to your uh, to your favourite podcast headsets. Yeah, and didn't Taylor Swift do the soundtrack or wrote she does? It? Yeah, she's got a song. We'll play that one a bit later too. Yeah, that's great too. Well, let's check out the trailer. Where the crawdads sing. Currently in well Hoyts Village, all the cinemas, mm. Palace, everywhere, yeah. playing all across Melbourne. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own, reviled and shunned. Hello, Miss Kaya. I hear y'all by muscles. I feel so invisible. I wonder if I'm here at all. You are. 
think you're gorgeous. I want to get to know you better. There's no fingerprints on the railing. Great stuff. No fingerprints? Being isolated was one thing. Being hunted, quite another. You didn't see me here. The Marsh girl, she killed him. I know you have a world of reasons to hate these people. No, I never hated them. They hated me. They harassed me. Oh, they never did see me here. You want me to beg for my life? I won't. They're not deciding anything about me. In spite of everything, trying to stomp it out, life persists. Way out yonder, where the crawdads sing, the marsh knows one thing above all else. Every creature does what it must to survive. Yes, what a wonderful film that was. It was beautifully shot. The cinematography was just incredible. And Carenza, did you know that this was actually uh, uh, released as a novel in back in 2018 and Reese Witherspoon actually uh, bought the rights to the book and adapted it uh, for film? So, um, yeah, it, it was released um, last year and uh, in uh, cinemas in in Australia this year and look it was just it's just fantastic you, you um thought it was wonderful too didn't you yeah well i think about it. if you think about the plot you know here's the strange girl you know she lives on the marsh she has no parents and you know she starts the story by introducing you to who she is but also who she was and you can see the the upbringing that she had and it's kind of a whodunit story because there's um there's a story of two boyfriends in here one of the boyfriends is murdered and it's basically well who who's done it and the tam has made up its mind that it's the marsh girl yeah and look she was abandoned as a young girl uh, and brought up herself in the marsh. Mm. So she was kind of ostracised from the start, wasn't she? And it was. known as the marsh girl and everybody, you know, was wary of her when she came into town because, you know, she was always unwashed and unkempt and so forth. You can imagine like a seven-year-old kid raising herself. As I said, it's quite powerful. So she introduces you to her backstory. You have to, I think, understand her backstory to get really why the town, you know, the town is not willing to... Um, um, have any other opinion other than she's just guilty in their minds, and it's well, really that's the, right. the whole she's story. She's a wild girl, that's you know? right. So the whole story is around that. Well, did she or did she not do it? Um, and it, you start at the, I guess you start at the end, and then you go back into the beginning, and then you work your way through the story. And in the end, you have to decide yourself whether she does or doesn't. Yeah, that's right. And um, you know, there's it's got a great cast actually, but um, yeah, it, it as it uh, the case unfolds. Um, yeah, it's kind of edgy seat stuff, isn't but it? I enjoyed this one, Kim. You know, I mean, we went and saw this at Hoyt's in the Lux Cinemas. You know, it's mm. like the posh recliner seats where the food gets brought to you. So with a, a nice glass of wine. And it was a long film too, which I think is um, it's good to sit back and chill and just um, enjoy the experience. So I found the movie itself quite provocative. You know, it really challenges a lot about stereotypes and thinking and it twists and turns in so many ways. You're not really quite sure what the outcome's going to be. Um, but it looks at, and I think it addresses the concepts of small town mentalities, mm. how people are judged, 
what it means if you're judged, um, whether or not a child can bring themselves up. There's issues of race in here too as well because you've got the you know the race, black community religion, and colour yeah, and it's, it's around the Bible Belt. Down that's there right, as all well, of those the things. Southern states mm. of the US, yeah. So it's quite a provocative um, movie. Mm. Um, look, for me, I thought it was exceptional. I, I enjoyed the whole experience. I enjoyed going to the Lux, putting my feet up, drinking mm. a glass of red. I'm not sure that I'd eat the food again, but um, the popcorn was good. <laughs> yeah, look, I thought it was a wonderful film and the cast were incredible. There was a couple of British um, actors in that. In, in Incredible um, in the lead was Daisy Edgar-Jones, who was just superb. Yes. Now, she started out uh, on British television. I don't know whether you know this series of Normal People and no, she was I've actually been nominated. I've Australia now, Kimmy, for more than 20 well, years. Well, yeah, look, it is on Netflix too, I believe, but uh, she, she um, was nominated for a British Academy Award for oh, that BAFTA. film. Yeah, so she didn't win, but yeah, and Taylor John Smith, he's an American actor. Um, he's been in a few recent films, uh, Shadow of the Cloud being one of them. He was fantastic and he played the Mr. Nice Guy and then there was obviously Mr. Bad Guy who was Harris, played by Harris Dickinson. So, um, But I must say my favourite was uh, David Strathan. He was just superb as the lawyer. Uh, who represented her? And so he the older gentleman. Un- that's yeah, right. And he took her under his wing, and and um, yeah, it was really, really good. So Carenza Taylor Swift actually uh, wrote the song for this film. She does, Carolina, which we'll play next. But I think we should give it our star ratings first out of five today, Kim. I mean, actually, all four shows today we've seen. So um, we're not going to double the score. It's going to be a real score. So for our listeners out there today, where the crawdads sing, do you recommend it? And what would you give it? I highly recommend it for every reason. I'm going to give it a four and a half. I'm going to match that. I would say I think it's probably a bit more of a chick flick. Yes. I would lean towards that sort of genre. Um, Although I think a few, uh, a lot of guys would like it because of that murder mystery type Oh, no, thing. no, I concur. Absolutely yeah. concur. I would yeah. give it a um, four stars. Four stars. Four stars. Okay, so we've got eight and a half for uh, crawdads. Fantastic. Well, let's check out Taylor Swift's Carolina. This is um, from the film soundtrack from the motion picture where the crawdads sing. But obviously these aren't the crawdads singing. It's Taylor Swift. Swift here on uh, Radio Karen, where you are listening to Girls on Film, local people, local stories. Hi, I'm Freddie from Freddie's Kitchen. Let's get behind Radio Karen. Go, Karen. Come, Come on, Freddy's kitchen, kitchen in Station Street for a coffee and something nice to eat. Yeah, the, yeah, the pizzas, pizzas are great. In fact, all the food rates down at Freddy's. Caram in Station Street. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. Come on, come on, come on, down to Freddy's now. It's a pizza. It's a mystic pizza. You are listening to Girls on Film at Radio Karen with me, Karenza. And me, Kim. Um, Karenza, we had a couple of texts uh, when that while that song was playing and I must remind viewers that anyone can uh, call or text in to 0493-213-831. So, yeah, we got a couple of texts. One from Simone who texted in that she loved Where the Crawdag Sing. Go but Simone. Yeah, it was a fantastic movie. That's right. But she really wants us to review 
um, the new Elvis movie. Well, we <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence, Simone, because that one is coming up next. Uh, we also got a text from Kelly who said, love the show. Glad you're back and we've missed you. Isn't that Oh, that's sweet? fantastic. Yeah. Fabulous. So, yeah, we've got um, another great movie that we saw, Carenza. We took ourselves along to Hoyts in uh, Frankston for this one. We did. And um, we know what I love about Hoyts in Frankston is they've got the recliner seats in just the normal movies for like, yeah, 15 bucks or whatever. You can sit in those fabulous recliner seats. You're shaking your head. You're making me freak no, out. No, I think the best thing for you is the fact <laughs> that they, they sell wine. <laughs> As well, <laughs> they do sell wine there as well. So you know, for even like the Lux, obviously that's the posh posh cinema. It's nice to go to the posh cinema once in a while. But yeah, even going down to Frankston Hoyts is like being in the posh cinemas because you're right. There is the bar. You can take. I, actually, I ordered some hot chippies. Yeah, and they I came so to your hungry. Seat too, didn't well, they? I had to get up and collect them, but they still came to me at my seat. And you, I think you scoffed your way through all the popcorn, and I, I ate did. the hot chippies. Yeah, I have to have popcorn. It's so. Just- it's not the movies without popcorn. Elvis. Well, first of all, obviously, all of the cinemas in our local area are fantastic. Plug yeah. every single one of them wonderful. Go to you any betcha. of them for yep. a great afternoon, morning, evening out. Absolutely. Now, Elvis, I mean, this film just blew my mind. I mean, it was just fantastic. Now, we're going to listen to the trailer. And once we've done that, we'll come back and talk about it. Oh, there are some would make me out to be the villain of this here story. Let's don't let a good thing die. Are you born with destiny? Or does it just come knocking at your door? There's a young singer from Memphis, Tennessee. Give him a warm hayride welcome. Mr. Elvis Presley! Get a haircut, buttercup! In that moment, I watched that skinny boy transform into a superhero. wish to promote you, Mr. Presley. Boardroom party in the town of jail. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. Tomorrow, all of America will be talking about Elvis Presley. I can't move, I can't sing. Some people want to put me in jail. So where's moving? They might put me in jail for walking across the street, but you're a famous white boy. The way he sings is God-given, so there can't be nothing wrong with it. Tragedy, but it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with us. Everyone once told me, when things are too dangerous to say, sing. I'm on before the show, and nobody's gonna remember me. I need to get back to who I really am. 
who are you, Oz? I just gotta be making the most of this thing while I can. This could all be over in a flash. We are the same, you and I. We are two odd, lonely children reaching for eternity. The greatest show on earth. Elvis has left the building. Okay, so welcome back to Girls on Film. Now, Carenza, Elvis. What's not to love about Elvis? It was phenomenal. First of all, you've got Tom Hanks uh, starring as Colonel Tom Parker. You've got Austin Butler, who, if he doesn't win the Oscar uh, for this film... Um, what will you do? No, I don't know. But um, <laughs> You'll skip across for a door reserve naked? No, definitely not. <laughs> and I don't want to do that to the, to, to the local community. Um, but uh, he he's a definite shoe-in, I'd have to say. I mean, he sang every number himself. He danced Elvis's steps. He uh, epitomised him, basically. And there were times when you were, you know, in that film where you actually forgot you were watching Austin and you and you were watching Elvis, as far as I'm concerned. Do you feel that way? Yeah, look, I mean, uh, I remember, I think I was about seven years old when Elvis died. And I remember when Elvis died, not because yeah, I knew I who Elvis him. was, yeah. but I remembered Elvis' deaths from my mother's reactions. So I remember coming down the stairs and my mum was on the phone and she was crying. And I'm like, oh my God, what's happened, mum? What's happened, mum? And she said, Elvis is dead. And I'm like, oh my goodness, is that someone in our family? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Yeah. I had no idea um, who Elvis was. And so, you know, I kind of went into the movie with a, you know, a bit of an open mind. I don't, not really an Elvis fan, not really, you know, don't, I mean, I know his That's songs. But, but, but can I tell you, I went through all the emotions in that movie and there were so many things about Elvis that I did not know. Um, and I was in tears That's watching right. this. It was, um, right. you know... What he did for the Baz African... Lerman. The American, you know, African um, community was, was amazing. The gospel that he brought to life. Well, that's the bit that I never knew about Elvis, actually his involvement in the black community and, yeah. um, you know, who his friends were and how he was the white kid in that community. Well, he grew growing, up as the only white kid in a black community. It was incredible. Singing black music. Yeah. And then that crossover and then how what blew me, I mean, obviously people know the Elvis story, but, you know, the fact that, you know, his dancing was considered to be so lewd and so bad that, you know, they were going to send him to jail. I mean, seriously, you're going to send someone to jail for what shaking the hips and I remember Elvis the pelvis the yeah. stories of Elvis the pelvis yeah. and um, it was quite fascinating seeing all of that brought to life but what was really interesting about this was and again you know Baz Luhrmann so it's you know oh, the it, epic. Had his, it did have his you know stamp to it, all over it, it you know but I kind of like the way it was told through the eyes of Colonel Parker now you and I have debated this because you have. don't think it was but I I th it gives a different take because it I think you see the story through his eyes and how he discovered Elvis and the role he played in Elvis's life, you know, good and bad. And you get the opportunity to see that terribly sad part of the story too. Yeah, well, he was a leech really. Without giving too much away, uh, Tom Hanks played that role brilliantly. But, you know, this, oh, he this was is, superb this is a, Yeah, well, this is a man, if you don't already know, uh, stole a lot of Elvis's uh, money. Not only did he take 50% of profits while Elvis was alive um, and, you know, in their partnership, but he also was uh, skimming off the top. So he, uh, he took a lot of money and, he, you know, basically held him to 
ransom for all those years. And it was very sad. I mean, Elvis, you know, apart from the fact that we all know he was a bit of a womanizer and obviously got into drugs and alcohol, but he had a tragic life and losing his mother early and then also just everybody wanted a piece of him and he was actually quite a nice guy yeah so look i mean it's a long film it's almost three hours in length um you know so you definitely you know those hot chippies you know they Mm -hmm. they needed they didn't last me long enough in that movie i think yeah for me it was a little bit too long i mean the the story was really powerful as i said to you there are parts of that was in tears Mm -hmm. parts where i was really rooting for this guy really rooting for elvis um and like i said i'd gone in with no expectations i was like oh yeah i know his music yeah whatever's going on come and see it it's the big biopic everyone's going you know it's all elvis elvis everywhere you know Mm. elvis exhibitions elvis this elvis that graceland this that the other but you know fantastic and as you said i think baz lumen he's a certain style you know it's that kind of the way that he brings music and all of those things to life it was fantastic like for me um utterly captivating from start to end um and for me three hours is quite a long time i can't sit still for very long kim you know so that's probably (laughs) probably why i struggled a bit with the length of it but you know um i'm going to give this four and three quarter stars it surprised me how much i was into it and really Mm. enjoyed it and i left feeling pumped but also quite sad about i think how showbiz what it does to people's lives. That's right. And families. Yeah. And families, you know, when you look at Amy Winehouse, Whitney Houston, uh, Britney Spears and Elvis, I mean, you know, the fathers have tended to take advantage of these young superstars. And I don't uh, think it's just the fathers. Yeah, I know, but mainly those Lots ones that of. I mentioned. Britney were Spears. Yeah, that's what I just said. Yeah. So, um, look, this had a great Australian cast as well. I might oh, add. that is what was fantastic. Yeah. About so, this being too. Baz Luhrmann, he obviously, you know, the lead Tom Hanks and um, the other lead, uh, obviously Austin Butler, who played Elvis, were American. But it had a really good supporting Australian cast. Uh, David Wenham, who we all love, Richard Roxburgh, and uh, Cody Smith. McPhee, who we we saw just uh, recently uh, in a, in a few big blockbusters, so it was really good. Look, I'm gonna I've never given a four and three quarter stars before, but I'm gonna match. Are you that. gonna match me, Kimmy? Because you know this might be one only, of our highest scored the, movies. Yeah, like you, the only time the only thing I'd take away was that little bit too long. Uh, it just dragged on at the end, uh, and not to say that the last <laughs> ten minutes of that film weren't epic. Oh, as they well. were epic because that's it when was I brilliant. was crying. That's why I was blubbering in my seat. So, um, but I'm going to give it a four and three quarters. So uh, let's go with that. Well, we can't can't talk Elvis without playing an Elvis song. And gee, I mean, I was debating with you which one can we play because they're all awesome. But yeah. I mean, uh, I think this is one of Elvis's best ever, "Suspicious Minds." Mm. It's a terrific song. So we might um, listen to a little bit of Elvis. So that is currently screening right now, Kim. The Elvis movie. It's screening everywhere. In all of the cinemas, all of our local cinemas here at Radio Karam. Uh, Elvis Presley and Suspicious Minds. You're listening to Girls on Film. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out. Because I love you too much, baby.
Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in. Oi, 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 oi. IGA is shopping nights. IGA, where the price is right. Seaford North IGA, for your groceries and liquor. IGA Express, there's nothing quicker. 
Okay, welcome back to Radio Karen where you're listening to Girls on Film. So the third film we're going to do, Carenza, is Juniper and we went along to the Kino in That's the city. right, we get around, don't we? Very we, different theatres. Now this is three. the indie, indie right. film at the indie theatres. Although quite, it is playing locally as well at Hoyts and, and Village, I quite but liked very minimal. The Kino. I quite liked the Kino. I love the Kino. It's quaint, it's tiny. But you know, I was a bit disappointed because what I think we went there on a Tuesday night for a sort of ten past six showing. Mm. You know, you would go into Collins Place it's still so empty yeah all the food um closed yeah it was all f- the only one that was open was the um the tex-mex or whatever they call it but um nothing else was open which was a, a little bit of a shame because we were in a bit of a hurry um but uh yeah look this film was great juniper look it's a it's set in new zealand um so i mean the cinematography once again was was great um, it centres around 17-year-old Sam who's on a self-destructive path and uh, basically, um, you know, he's, he's really um, all over the place. But we're going to get into that. Uh, but first, let's listen to the trailer, Corenza. Samuel? Sam? Come closer. Turn around. What? I want to take a look at you. Sarah's going to need your help. I have to sort out Ruth's trust in England. She's your mother. But you're going to help look after her whether you like it or not. The main thing is her leg. I just need your help with moving her, really. Keeping her company. Believe me, this is far more humiliating for me than it is for you. Gin to here. Water to here. And a squeeze of lemon. How much does an alcoholic drink anyway? Two cases in two weeks. Oh, that's impressive. Yes. Don't ever water it down. Do you like another shot? Seems I've run out of ammunition. I'm surprised you've sent him away to boarding school. He always said it ruined your life. Keeps him out of trouble. Why did you come here? <laughs> I'd have some small talk first. You have a broken leg and you and Dad hate each other. No, I don't hate him. She was really there, on the front lines, taking photos. She looks like she's had a lot of fun. I think we should have a party. Oh, guess the word got around. <laughs> you sound like my kind of people. What do you want? One more passionate love affair. There's nothing sweeter I should never have allowed her into our lives. She'll go back eventually. That would be a shame. Most people like sunsets. I love the sunrise. So welcome back to Girls on Film. Look, that trailer really did tell the story. Um, and once again, uh, it, it centres around Sam, 17-year-old boy. He's been taken off or, or sent off to boarding school by his uh, father. They're not close at all. Um, and when he returns uh, from boarding school for the school holidays, basically, or, or the first weekend or whatever, he finds out that his alcoholic 
grandma who's wheelchair bound and has lived in England all his life. He's never met her. She's moved into the house because she's got a broken leg and has been quite ill. So not, not only has she moved in, she's moved into the part of the house yeah. where his mum was before his mum dies. That's right. That's right. So he never goes into that room anyway and all of a sudden he has to go in and he actually has to care for this mm. woman and uh, he hates her to start with, doesn't he? I mean, you know, yeah. that he's only ever heard bad things uh, that, you know, she hates his father and his father hates her. So he doesn't know any of her story. Turns out she's an ex-war photographer and been on the front lines. Uh, she's got an amazing lust for life and a deep love of gin, which <laughs> is where the... the title uh, Juniper comes from because yeah, the, the Juniper, Juniper Berry. Berry. Took me a while to work that one out, what can I that's say? That's right, that's right. So Sam's confronted by um, her alcoholic wit... Uh, and her nerve, uh, and look, from the very first meeting, it's it's awkward. Um, and then it, it gets violent as well, uh, and things couldn't really get any worse, except for when the father decides to head off to England to go and sort out her state of affairs over there and leaves poor Sam with this alcoholic grandmother and his nurse, who she ends up taking off too. Um, so it's Sam and grandma, and the bond that they form, oh... I laughed, I cried, uh, it was beautiful. It's an interesting film, this, because I think it's a story, well, this is what I took from it, it's a story of three generations and layers of grief within there and running from grief. And then, you know, I think you see the story of Sam running from the grief with his mother and there's, I'm going to give a trigger warning, um, There, it really does explore some quite confronting um, mental health issues and I think you mm. certainly need to Including be aware of those. suicide. So definitely a trigger warning there for people, for, for watchers for that. But it explores grief and running away from grief and then you see the father running away as well from the grief with his mother, the grandmother. And then what happens when you actually face it and become part of it and part of that journey um so rather than running away stopping and being present and being in it so for me it was quite a powerful a very powerful sort of story as to different ways i think mm. to deal with grief and the emotions that come with grief and you can it's really told through i think sam's eyes and when sam's running away from grief you can see the toll it has on his mm. mental health versus when he actually embraces the grief and lets go of all of the anger that he has what a change that makes to his mental health and as I said yeah. definite trigger warning because it does explore suicide suicidal ideations as well um mm. so I think you want to go in and be prepared for a film that's a bit of a roller coaster so I definitely cried several times I'm welling up just talking about it now um, it's just it had film. a very profound uh, effect on me you know when you walk out of a film and and you reflect on it for days later mm. and that's the kind of um you know a powerful um, yeah you know thing that it did with me anyway so well, I think sorry sorry i was gonna say grief is a roller coaster isn't it and i think that's what it explores it explores yeah. that roller coaster of grief and the impact it has on us and yes. you know this is the thing we don't talk about mm. i mean you know how often do you sit down and talk about death Mm, I know, but it, I think it had a more powerful effect on me in not so much the mental health side or the suicidal side. It was more about the powerful relationship that grew from the young man uh, and his grandmother. It was it was beautiful. It was so well done. Uh, hands off to the director. 
Um, and Charlotte Rampling, um, who was just superb in the grandmother role. She's a British actress. Uh, she's been in. Uh, she was the judge in Broadchurch from memory. She's been in lots of different things, I think. But I yeah. agree with you. Look, utterly terrific, beautifully shot. I mean, it's shot in New Zealand as yeah. well, so stunning scenery. But um, look, it just explores some really quite um, important. Um, I think conversations that you know communities and people are struggle with, and I think that it's, it's reflected of the fact that it's not really being shown in mainstream cinemas again no, because it's it like actually, it's only not very, as much. No, it's not. It's not. Um, it's that difficulty that we have with conversations yeah. about death and the trauma that comes with that mm. grief. You know that yeah. we, you know, people tend to think I'm not going to go and watch a, a, a you know a movie that talks about those mm. things well, actually you know I think we should see and have more of those conversations I think that really shifts the mental health kind of narrative but anyway I, I won't yeah. I get off my soapbox I think it's actually showing at the Europa um, with Village which they tend to do a few of the more arty farty kind of films that mainstream um, cinemas don't so I love getting down to the Europa at Southland it's one of our, our local venues and it's great so you are listening to Girls on Film here at Radio Cam local people local stories and local visits to the movies and uh juniper kim what's your star rating for this one gee we've seen some good films i mean what's out at the cinemas at the may at the moment are just you know it's incredible a heap to choose from aren't they absolutely and three of the best films i've seen in a long time i'm going to give this one a four and a half as well just for the profound effect that it had on me i will also match your four and a half as well and again um look just to remind our listeners that the phone lines are open on Oh four nine three two one three eight three one and Kim, you've got a text as well there that you were going to um, share and read out too. I did. I do actually. I do. Hang on, let me find it. Here it is. It's from Michelle, and she says, "Love the show. Can't wait to hear more." Um, and um, we're what are we going? Hang on. What are we doing next week? So <laughs> what are we doing? We next don't week? know what we're doing next week, but we don't uh, know. We'll think week. about it in the break. So. Um, Juniper, great soundtrack. Let's have a listen to here for the first time. Um, you are listening to Girls on Film here at Radio Caram. This is Mindy Mawang. You're listening to Radio Karam. Hi, my name's Ben and I do the Laugh Talk and Music Show with Ben on Radio Karam at 10am on Sunday. Tune in if you love comedy and talking and music. Tune in to Radio Karam. Indeed, Radio Karam, local stories um, and local people and some fantastic shows here at Radio Karam. And you are listening to one of them, Girls on Film with me, Karenza and... Kim, absolutely. So, uh, the Umbrella Academy, Karenza, it's the only TV series we're doing this week. Well, given that you've been sick and then I was sick, I think we were both looking for something to binge watch. Yeah. So we both um, binge watched the Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy is very, very good, isn't it? I've been, uh, I actually started watching it a long time ago and I and I stopped uh, for some unknown reason and uh, and then I've picked it up again and I'm glad it. I did. Look, it's based around 
around seven, is it seven, um, young kids, all born on the same day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk more about it later. But, um, yeah, let's listen to the trailer first. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? I have adopted six children. Gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary. I give you the Umbrella Academy. Does anyone wish to speak? It was a monster. Everything about our family is insane. It always has. Is that my skirt? Oh, yeah, this. It's very breathy on the bits. Nice to see nothing's changed. I jumped forward and got stuck in the future. Do you know what I found? Absolutely nothing. When's it supposed to happen? In eight days. Oh, shit. There's someone out there who's trying to stop me from preventing the apocalypse. We need the full force of the Academy. Bingo. Yay, sisters. Yay, sisters. We're going. Where? Save the world. Oh, is that all? Yeah, so look, as mentioned in that trailer, um, there were seven children born on October in 1989, all on the same day, all randomly across the world, um, and none of them, or none of the mothers, had shown signs of pregnancy the day before. So all of a sudden you've got seven kids uh, who are adopted, I should say, (laughs) by uh, a very, very wealthy man, Sir Reginald Hargraves. He's a billionaire industrialist and, uh, yeah, he creates the umbrella academy and basically with six of these young kids who have powers he creates uh like a super force of, of young uh, young kids are uh, called the umbrella academy now there is the seventh one who has is, no powers is normal she's a normal or, or is she i mean you know you'll have to to watch and and see uh later on but look he prepares his children basically because um he believes that armageddon's coming the end of the world is coming um however not if everything goes to plan as uh as they reach teenagers and and so forth the family becomes fractured and and the team gets disbanded and as they grow older they all go their own ways so they're kind of there's an incident that takes place where they all come back to the house where where they were where they grew up and um and and that's basically where the story begins for us look i think what's interesting about this this is this is a sci-fi type of show right because you know you have to suspend reality because it's talking about time travel um different periods of time the apocalypse the world is ending people with superpowers and it is just gripping viewing i mean each of each of the characters has their own kind of backstory. Their, mm. their, the reasons why they're all so kind of messed 
messed up because you would think these kids as superheroes have it all but you know you've got one who's been sent to the moon and lives alone on the moon and number one number one yeah and right through to number you know two three four five six and then as you said seven um you know uh, and then there's obviously the one you know with no powers and yeah. who's, who's seen as ordinary and and feels like a misfit and does not fit in and it's interesting because that character is, is mm. of course played by um well she was then Ellen Page, became Elliot Page. And uh, part of, I think, one of the really powerful things that you see in the Academy, um, the Umbrella Academy, is as Ellen Page... Um, Transitions. Thank you, into Elliot Page. I was searching for that, searching for that word then. Um, so does her character on the show. So yeah. Netflix absolutely embraced her transgender kind of um, journey in life and wrote then her character's transformation as well to match that, yeah. um, which I think is a really powerful thing to do. Yeah, and she was great in, in uh, playing number seven, the girl with no powers, or has she? Um, yeah, and she's fantastic. Look, I remember her from one of my favourite films ever, Juno. Do you, do you ever see Juno? No, but I think I saw her in, oh my goodness, another show. Tales you, of the City. Thank you, that's what yeah. you made me watch. Yeah, yes. that's right. Look, it's got a great cast of young, young, um, you know, kids and so forth. There's one in particular, really caught my eye Aidan Gallagher now he has been um, listed as the top ten, one of the top 10 breakout stars of, of 2020 um, and certainly he plays a young boy uh, and he where he's, he's basically a man in a young boy's body and oh my god that kid can act Fabulous, look fabulous. I I really am in, enjoying this show. I'm you know partway through binging it at the moment, and it's definitely binge worthy. Um, you know this is as I said, there's lots of flu still around. There's heaps of COVID. If you find yourself like me, tucked up in bed and unwell, um, but well enough to watch a bit of TV, which this time I was, which was good apart from cough, cough, coughing, um, and having to pause frequently. Um, fantastic show to binge. Really enjoyable. Oh, um, easy watching. And look, each each of the kids, or each of the they're no longer kids, but each of the characters are unique, and they all they all have um, you know personalities and and things that you relate to, and and there are problems you know like Klaus, for instance, who just happens to be my favourite character, played by Robert Sheehan, and uh, look, he's a drug addict. His his camp is a row of tents, um, but he's just uh, you know tries to you know uh, space himself out all the time. But when you dig because deeper, because he sees dead people. Yeah. Yeah, when you dig deeper, there's a lot of sadness behind that character and why he's trying to escape reality. So, um, and you've got David Castenda, who plays Diego, who has also had a, a fairly tragic life, and um, I won't tell you too much. Uh, but look, uh, number one, Luther. Um, played by Tom Hopper, is a great character as well, uh, who has spent four years on the moon for basically right. nothing. So, yeah. Really so what are your stars for this one, Kimmy? What do you recommend to our listeners today? Well, look, at the moment I'm heading towards five stars. I'm not going to give it five stars because I've just basically finished the first series and there's a couple more to go. Uh, so I want to see if I can get to five. But uh, at the moment I'm going to stick with four and a half, which I think is a great score anyway. I'll give it four and a half stars too. And it's got a great soundtrack as well. And mm. um, right at the beginning when they come back together, uh, they've not seen each other for a long time because they've all gone their separate ways. This is the track that they play um, when they are back in town as a team. So let's have a listen to uh, Tiffany. And I think we're alone now um, from the Umbrella Academy. Uh, hello, this is Kieran Carroll, a playwright from Edith Vale. And you're on Radio Carum, a great station that gives many, many voices a chance across the city of Kingston. Go Radio Carum. If you're the caraway, 
Just go Mitchell Tall. Or in Patterson Lace. Just go Mitchell Tall. Anywhere Bayside. Just go Mitchell Tall. Buy a summer house. Just go Mitchell Tall. Mitchell Tall. Real estate. Oh, yeah. Little real estate. We want more. Yes, you are listening to Radio Karam and some of our fantastic local sponsors there. So don't forget to uh, go and support Freddie's Kitchen, Mitchell Tour there, the real estate agents, and of course, um, uh, IGA. Thank you, Kim. I can't go shopping without your IGA for your groceries and liquor. So our final scores, we've been and seen four fantastic, well, three fantastic movies um, and a great TV series. Nothing scoring under eight and a half today, Kim. Can I say that the calibre of the shows that we've just critiqued uh, were incredible um, because coming in last was where the crawdads sing and I would highly recommend that. That's a fantastic movie. Uh, It's one of the best films I've seen in years, um, which shows you just how good the others are. Now, that came in with an 8.5, which is a top score. Top score from us. I really, really love that film. So do yourself a favour and go out and see that. Um, Coming in equal second, we had both Juniper, the movie, and the Umbrella Academy with a very high nine, which is incredible. And then Elvis, uh, 9.5. Our very own Baz Luhrmann uh, as director of this amazing film starring Austin Butler and Tom Hanks. Just incredible, uh, you know, all around. So... Yeah. Go get yourselves out to the movies now. If, you, if you're well enough, get out there and go and watch them. Or That's right. Binge, binge the Umbrella Academy. Now, we will be back in a week's time because we are back after our winter COVID hiatus with some more great movies and TV shows. And we're going to have to check out the new prequel to Game of Thrones, Kim. Well, that's right. Uh, that starts tomorrow on uh, Binge, I believe. So it I does can't indeed. wait for that Start one. binging. So we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Stay safe. Ta-da. Ta-da.